Today is Sunday, March 18, 2018, and I would like to spend some time talking about and thinking about my daughter. Um, Things are really bad with her, and I don't understand what's going on. It has been nine weeks since I have seen or heard from, talked to, texted, called my daughter. I don't know what she's going through or what has happened to her, but she um, is not communicating with me in any way, shape, or form. And the only way I can can communicate with her at this point is through Mike. And that's about as painful as it can be. I do not understand why this is happening. I've talked about this before. If I die today, I go to my grave not knowing what the hell is going on. It would be easier for me to understand if she and I had had some kind of falling out or a fight or a disagreement or something to precipitate this. I don't understand. I do know that during her senior year of high school, she started to distance herself from me in significant ways. And then Um, over the summer between her senior year of high school and freshman year of college. She was distant but responsive. Anytime I would text her, she would text back. Anytime I would call her, she would pick up. Anytime I would see her, it was friendly. But things took a serious turn when she got to college. And it's like something happened and I don't know what it is and no one will tell me what it is. I have been nothing but supportive to her and been her biggest advocate uh, and supported her in every way and been the best mom I, I know how to be. Not perfect. I look back on some things I wish I would have done differently, handled better, um, but nothing, nothing catastrophic, nothing um, that would warrant being cut out of someone's life. You know, I was, she says that I cause her stress when she talks to me and you know, that may be true. That may be true. I may cause her stress or give her anxiety when we talk. I would probably have said the same thing about my mother at age 19, but what she's failing to do is to realize that in relationships, we take the good with the bad, especially with family. I mean, it's one thing to divorce someone and to stop living together like a married couple, but you know, I'm her mother. She's my daughter. We're going to have a relationship of some sort until the day one of us dies, hopefully me first. But I was thinking about a time, there was a time when she started her senior year of high school. We were a few weeks in and she came to me and she said, mom, if I don't find a veterinary clinic to do an internship at, I'm going to be dropped from my uh, vet tech certification class. And she was very stressed and worried and upset over it because this was a very important endeavor for her. She wanted to graduate from high school as a certified um, vet assistant. 
And so she said, mom, I've just got a couple of days. If I don't find a vet clinic to do this, they're going to drop me from my class and I won't get the certification. So immediately I started to go into action to help her solve this problem. The first thing I did was send an email to her academic counselor and said, we're working on it. Please don't drop her unless we talk. I'm going to put feelers out. I'm going to solve this. And then I spent a couple of days literally laser focused on finding her a vet clinic to do an internship. I actually got in my car and drove around to all these different vet clinics to, to get information, find out, do they, do they accept interns? Will they let her come and volunteer? No, they don't have to pay her. Here's her name. Here's her resume. I drove all over town, several towns actually, trying to find a vet clinic that would take her. And then I finally called um, another guy I know named Mike, um, not my Mike, but a different Mike who played in my band at one point because I knew his wife was a vet tech at a clinic near our house. And I called Mike and I said, we're desperate. We are in a bad spot. My daughter has 24 hours to find a place. We've been looking for weeks. No one would take her. They wouldn't take interns or they already had interns or for whatever reason. And I said, Mike, I know your wife, Julia, works at um, a vet clinic. Is there any way they could take my daughter? And he said, you know, let me talk to her. And he talked to his wife and she got back right away and said, you know, the doctor that she worked for got, went to Texas A&M. So he's sympathetic to, you know, young adults trying to get in there and blah, 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 and send her resume. And I mean, I spent, I spent hours and hours, probably two entire work days doing nothing but trying to get my daughter into a vet clinic. And I did it. I did it. Um, she went, Mike came back and said that his wife, Julia had, had secured a position for her. And my daughter started that internship and did it three days a week for the, her entire senior year of high school. And she was able to graduate as a, uh, vet assistant. That's just one example of hundreds, if not thousands of things I did throughout her whole time she was in school from preschool till she graduated high school. I always went above and beyond, went the extra mile, did everything I could to help her accomplish whatever it was she was trying to do. I never didn't do that. Oh, you need me to run out at 10 o'clock at night and get poster board? Oh, you need me to get you a costume? Oh, you need music lessons? You need a tutor? You need what? You need a book? Whatever it was, I never didn't do it. I always did everything I could, not to mention leaving my job for 12 years to stay home and raise her, which she has no appreciation for whatsoever. And I hope maybe someday when she's married and has a child, if she ever does that, that she can understand what kind of a sacrifice that truly is. And it's a sacrifice I did happily. I I felt very privileged to be able to leave my career and raise my children and walk them to school every day and do their thing. But um, <clears throat> several months ago, my daughter needed contact lenses. I called the eye doctor, got the prescription, drove out there, picked them up, paid the 300 bucks, drove them to her. I mean, I, 
I don't even bat an eye. I do this because I love doing this. I've always wanted to be a part of her success. And for some reason at this point in time, she will not speak to me. It started big time when she went off to college and refused to have a phone call with me once a week. And I talked to Mike today, her dad, and said, you know, what the hell is going on? This The, the dysfunction. I mean, I've had a lot of dysfunction growing up and, and crazy crap in my family. And this, this makes no sense to me. I cannot make sense of it. And the latest thing is that she is, she says that I cannot come to family weekend at Texas A&M. I already had to drop out of Aggie Moms because she won't let me come to the campus or do anything or participate. And so what's the point in being an Aggie Moms if I can't be a part of her experience? But anyway, she's decided that she doesn't want to do anything with family weekend on campus. And I get it. You know, there's 30,000 parents that come and it's mayhem and whatever, but the church that she goes to in college station where she plays in the band or orchestra or whatever praise band, um, they're having a big banquet dinner for all of the families. And she says, I cannot come. She wants her dad and her brother to come, but not me. And I don't understand this. I, I do not understand this. I've gone to lots of banquets and award ceremonies and events throughout her entire life. I dress nicely. I don't cause a scene. I don't draw attention to myself. I'm supportive. I talk to other parents nicely. I don't give her any reason to not want me there. And from talking with Mike, I think it's that she feels embarrassed or humiliated or ashamed, whatever, that we're not this perfect little Christian family that, you know, we're getting a divorce and that it's, it's just not, everything's not perfect. What she fails to realize at her young and naive age is that no one's family and life is perfect and no one gives a shit about your family and, and whether or not your parents are together. And the point I made to Mike was, oh, okay, so our daughter claims to be this devout Christian and all about what would Jesus do and reading the Bible and blah, blah, blah. And oh, by the way, mom, you're ostracized. You don't get to come. You are excluded. Why well, I have told Mike that I want her, our daughter, to tell me to my face. I want her to look me in the eye. I want her to look me in the face and tell me I cannot come. I said, I will honor her wishes, but she's got to look me in the face and tell me herself. And he said, well, that's not going to happen. Why do you want that to happen? Why? I said, because she needs to look at me and she needs to see the consequences of this cruel decision. And she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to tell me to my face because it makes her feel bad and she's all guilty. And there's a very good reason why she feels bad and has that guilt. I want her to tell me to my face, understand the emotional toll, understand that her, this decision, how it it impacts her mother and, and how sad it makes me and excluded and if she, if that's what she really wants then she ought to not be a coward and be strong enough to say to me 
mom, I don't want you to come and here's why. And give me the reasons. Talk to me about it. I told Mike, I said, you tell her I will talk with her about it. We'll talk about it. I will honor her wishes ultimately in the end. I mean, what choice do I have? But I want her to tell me face to face that she doesn't want me to be there. I want her to tell me. And I'm going to look at her and I'm going to say, that's that's what your church would, would want you to do to exclude your mother? Is that what what the Bible and what Jesus is, is telling you? You know, I don't believe that the stories in the Bible, but I can tell you that Jesus uh, hung out with prostitutes and lepers and the dregs of society and tried to get them to redeem themselves. You know, but sadly, every Christian I've known um, has been very hypocritical, and I guess my daughter is not the exception. So that's where I am with her. Nine weeks, have not seen or talked to her, and Mike doesn't want to talk to her about it. Whenever I whenever I try to talk to Mike about it and I say, you know, can't you tell her this or can't you help me with that? You know, he says, I'm neutral, I'm neutral. And I say, there's, there's no neutral in this. There's no neutral. You are her dad. I am her mom. There's no neutral. And he says quit trying to manage me managing her. He said, you're trying to manage her by managing me. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to manage you. You know, no matter how I feel or how he feels about me, I said, this is your daughter and she's so screwed up in the head right now that she can't even have a conversation with her mother. What, what has happened that is so bad? I said, and you know, frankly, to play devil's advocate for a minute, how do I even know that she doesn't want me to come? I'm just hearing that through you. How do I know you're not telling her bad things the other way around? He's like, well, you know, I'm not. And you can ask your son. I said, you know, I, I believe you. I don't think that that's happening, but she needs, I want to hear it directly from the source. I want to hear it from the source. She needs to be mature enough to she says she wants to be independent. Great. Look me in my eye. Sit down and talk to me and tell me that you don't want me to be there. And then you tell me why. I want to know why. I do not deserve this. I haven't done anything to deserve this. I have been a very good mother to her. There hasn't been a fallout. There hasn't been a blow up. There hasn't been a problem. What the hell is going on? Again, and I I will repeat myself, I feel like I've walked into a movie halfway through and I missed the first half and so the second half makes no sense. No sense at all. I don't get it. I have not been bad to her. I, I do think that she's been poisoned by religion. I think that um she's got some idea in her head that that I'm evil or I'm not, I'm the opposite of God or whatever. I I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know how much longer this is going to go on. You know, am I going to be excluded from her college graduation? Am I going to be excluded from her wedding or her baby shower? I mean, where, where does this end? And yes, I'm extrapolating it out all the way because I don't, I have no idea how long this, this will go on. I, I don't know what the point is. I haven't done anything to her. But be supportive and be good. I do know that she was very upset with me over the doctor appointment thing that I've talked about in earlier recordings. 
very upset that I intervened and actually got her a doctor appointment threw my weight around as she said I mean, never mind that I've known the doctor for 19 years and she's a friend of mine and I taught her son in school <laughs> and I, I also think that everything that I do my children interpret in the most negative of ways because that's what Mike has taught them that's what Mike has done I mean when I had the flower bed put in and Mike said in front of our children oh well you just did that to impress the neighbors everything I did was interpreted as the worst the worst thing and they've learned that from him and it's been an us against her uh, environment for their whole lives so here's the here's how it manifests itself here's the outcome it's a really a sad thing I'm not a bad person and my daughter um, I don't know I guess she's just thrown out all the good things that I've done for her and just is choosing to focus on on what I don't even know I don't even know but this is eating me up I can't sleep at night I can barely concentrate at work I cry all the time. I'm in complete despair over this. It is very hard not to feel like a failure every day of my life. And people say, oh, how's your daughter? And I have to just smile. Oh, she's fine. She's fine. What should I say? Oh, actually, I don't know. She uh, hasn't spoken to me in nine weeks. Thinks I'm an asshole. Prohibited me from coming to um, family weekend. I don't really know why. I mean, what, what, do I, what do I say? What, what is my reality? What? I don't know. And do I demand to see her? Do I drive out to the campus and see her? I mean, or do I just walk away? Because I'll tell you, walking away feels like completely the opposite of what I should do. And I'm still not divorced. We haven't even been to mediation. Mike, of course, had a strong reaction to my answers and the interrogatories. And uh, he said, oh, do you really believe all that? You really believe all that stuff you said? I said, not only do I believe all the stuff that I said, but I have sworn to it. That's sworn testimony. If I didn't believe it and I was lying, that would be perjury. Believe me, I have no desire to commit perjury and get in trouble. I have too much to lose. Everything in there is true. There's not a single lie in my 30 something page interrogatory nothing I was as completely honest as I could possibly be and clearly uh, that was not fun for him to read so the next step is mediation if we ever can get to mediation and then maybe someday I'll actually be divorced but this has been going on for five years literally five years. I've been separated for five years. I separated in February of 2013. This has been going on for a very long time. I filed for divorce in November of 2016. So it's been over a year. It'll be two years in November coming up. And we are uh, still operating under temporary divorce orders. And um, I'm going to blow through that $20,000 retainer. I'll be, Mike said that all my lawyer is doing is delaying, delaying, delaying. And I guess that's true. I mean, 
I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's no benefit to me to rush this. I understand why he wants to rush through it, but, um, still not divorced. I don't know. We'll see if this is actually going to happen in 2018.